Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next segment of our Enphoto Live chat. Today's Enphoto Live chat, we are, I believe, on episode number 10. Can you believe it already? We have gone through nine other live chats. I am, of course, your host, Eugene Negovieski with Enphoto, and I am so excited to introduce our next guest to you today. Today, we are sitting down with maternity and newborn photographer Fena Hoverda from Wonder Photography in holland hello fena hi how are you <laughs> good how are you doing today i'm fine thank you <laughs> excited One... to do this a little bit nervous i've never done this before but should be fine <laughs> you're gonna be <laughs> fine fena don't worry uh just a little bit about fena uh, and then i'll toss it over to her she is a fine art newborn photographer she does center sessions maternity sessions as well as cake smash photography she is here to share her knowledge and experience with us of course she does a lot of nice mini sessions that we would like to ask her about as well is there something else you would like to let us know about yourself Fena, before we go um well some might know you from my youtube ch channel the Fena photography channel where i share a lot of uh, behind the scenes clips and diy projects um so yeah that might be great. Um, I'm a mom with two kids, uh, yeah, living in the Netherlands. And um, I'm excited to share a little bit more today about my business and um, yeah, maybe encourage and motivate you in your business. Excellent. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, say hello to us in the comments when you are coming in. Let us know where you're tuning in from. And even if you want to, what kind of photographer you are. As I mentioned, we're gonna to talk to Fena about many different things, one of which is mini sessions. And with that, I wanna remind our audience quickly before we jump into the interview of our tremendous mini session promo we have going on right now, where you can get 45% off select products to help bolster your mini sessions. This uh, promo is valid through December 15th, and it is for client orders and a code or a system that you can use repeatedly to help lower the cost of your product offer for your clientele. And you can reap the bigger profits. This is for six particular products, our folio box, our box for prints, our fine art prints, our new product, our fine art prints, framed prints, our triplexes, and special mini-sized photo albums that are perfect to complement your mini sessions. Once again, 45% off these products, and these are for client orders, and it's something you can use repeatedly again and again. We will be putting a link in the comments shortly to uh, take advantage of this promo. Do do yourself a favor, click on it, and you will not be sorry. All right, Fena, what do you say we get started with our live chat for today? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay. Fena, the first question that I wanted to ask you is how would you describe your brand, Wonder Photography? Um, yeah, it's. I think I am my brand, kind of. Okay. Uh, I'm just a one-man show. So I run my photography business, and it's just me. So I photograph and um, I edit by myself. So I don't have assistance in the studio. So I think describing my brand, I should actually ask my customers uh, how they would describe my brand. Uh, and then hopefully uh, they'll be positive. Uh, but it's more about me, I guess, as a person, welcoming them to the studio, photographing their babies uh, or photographing them during maternity session um, and just the communication beforehand, during, after the session. Um, so, so um yeah, I hope they will describe me as being a warm brand um, 
loving, a loving brand, uh, professional as well, but mm-hmm. very personal too. So during the session, I try to make the parents feel really comfortable and to uh, photograph their baby with a lot of love and patience and care and just making beautiful images of their children and of themselves and just delivering uh, the images to them with love and yeah, just trying to make them feel comfortable. So I hope describing my brands would be like just a kind, (laughs) friendly brand, Mm -hmm. professional images uh, with a lot of love for um, the art that we're creating as a brand. Um, So yeah, hopefully something like that. (laughs) Okay. But you mentioned that it centers a lot around you as a person. Do you think that oh, it's important for like a maternity and a newborn photographer or any professional photographer to have kind of a strong brand? I think it's I think it's important to stick to yeah your own brand as in um, having like a beautiful concept that you uh, like an experience that you provide to the parents when they book a session. So. Um, I would say have your website look as beautiful as you can so that it's appealing for the parents when they come to your website. And it's all like they have a consistency and quality in the images that they see. Maybe when you have business cards or flyers or uh, that it all looks similar with the colors that you use, the images that you use, that uh, they can see in the quality of the images that the quality that you provide during the session is of the same standard. And I think it's great to stick to your own editing style and your own working method. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's great if you have a big commercial studio with assistance, if that is part of your brand. And if you keep it small and personal and maybe have a home studio, that's great too, because that's your brand. And what I like to do is um, give the clients a good overview of what my brand is and what I have to offer. So when they book a session, like even in my email, you can, in my signature, there's like a collage of some images, the colors that I use, the images that I use are similar to the ones on my webpage, uh, are similar on my Instagram page or Facebook page. And um, I sent them a link to a little behind the scenes video that I have created for clients that they can see before they book me. So they know what the studio looks like. They know what kind of uh, colors I use and how I work. They can see a glimpse of me so they know where they're going with their newborn baby and they kind of know what to expect. And it's mm-hmm. all uh, like the same. I like. It, I hope it all gives one solid image of what the photo session will be like and what to expect. And um, it gives a glimpse, glimpse of me as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Consistency is, is something that's sounding very important uh, when you're trying to build that brand is to be consistent, like you said, in your emails, in your social media, on your website, with your photography and things like that. Uh, so that's that's a very important thing I'm hearing from from your answer there. And it's nice that you said with the, the email signature, I think that's a great idea to put some of your uh, photos and stuff in there so people can get an idea of what to expect from you. Mm-hmm. But you, again, you mentioned how you are, of course, the center of your brand. So I want to ask you the question of kind of about yourself. And that is, when did you decide to kind of go all in with photography or have that moment where you're like, I want to be a professional photographer? I think um, like as a child, I always loved creating images. So I was painting and coloring and um once I started getting a camera, I loved taking photos. 
than when I was studying. I traveled and I just love taking photos because it's a way to bring memories home as well to share with your loved ones. I mean, you can describe what a place looks like, but if you have an image, a photo, um, it, it's so much easier to let parents back home show what you what you saw. Um, mm -hmm. Then I, I started photographing people as well as I was traveling and I just really enjoyed it. I loved it. It was kind of like a hobby, uh, just something that I really enjoyed doing. So I didn't initially studied photography. <laughs> I studied mm -hmm. uh, international business and management. Um, oh, wow. I took some Spanish courses. I studied in mm -hmm. Finland and I did my internship in Australia. So I could improve my English as well. <laughs> so that was great. Uh, but in the meantime, I was still photographing. I really loved it um, just as a hobby. Mm. And then um, I actually got a regular job, which had nothing mm. to do with photography. But in the meantime, I did uh, just fun sessions with friends and family members and pets. And um, I remember one time I just bought a pair of like shoes, uh, like high heels that mm. I uh, it wasn't even my size and I was going to return them to the store, but I just placed them like on a beautiful location. I had some jewelry, like some neck a necklace and rings and like some flowers, just practicing taking photos of like products. And uh, maybe one day I could become a wedding photographer and then you photograph shoes and rings and, and necklaces. So I photographed these shoes and then I returned them to the store and it felt really silly, but I could practice with, you know, just the the triangle uh of like the aperture and the iso and your mm. shutter speed and how that uh changed the image if i changed one of these three factors and like using uh first just a basic 50 millimeter lens 1.8 not very expensive mm. taking portraits you can already get some great images so i just did photography as a hobby pretty much mm. and then <laughs> i uh because and then so i slowly started getting into uh, doing other shoots because people saw my images, which I shared online as well. And they would ask, oh, could you photograph my family or uh, just for free or like a business portrait that they could use on LinkedIn, uh, just friends. So I, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, and then I uh, got pregnant, <laughs> became pregnant with my uh, daughter eight years ago, well, seven and a half years ago. And then I started looking for like a baby photographer because I wanted to have beautiful images of her as well. And mm -hmm. I couldn't really find a photographer in the area where I lived who had beautiful photos on their website, just with soft light, comfortable positions um, for the baby. Um, and just, yeah, really like showcasing the beauty, the pureness of the baby, but just very softly, delicately and like warm images. I couldn't really find those yet because that was eight years ago. So there just wasn't that much yet. Uh, and then I saw in uh, other countries where photographers were offering these type of sessions that it was possible. So I thought maybe I can start uh, looking into baby and newborn photography, uh, but just on the side because I was still working, I don't know, 32 hours a week. So then on my off day, I could do photography but of course there was also a baby coming because <laughs> I was doing some free sessions in the weekends or I would just get like a little bit of money from people uh, who were asking me to photograph their family 
Um, so I, yeah, it was a hobby and it just started growing by itself. And then I attended some uh, workshops to learn about baby and newborn photography. to learn about the safety, the anatomy of the baby, how to post the baby, um, wrap the baby, uh, what to pay attention to as far as like safety, the, the temperature in the studio, the materials that you use, uh, transitions from one post to the next. And then I just started photographing um, younger kids and sometimes babies as well. But I was mm -hmm. still having my other job as well. So, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's how I started. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and it sounds like, uh, as you said, when it gets to the maternity and the newborn part of it, it almost came up out of necessity. Like you said, you saw there weren't people around you who were offering what you wanted. And of course, you had the baby coming. So you yeah. recognize the uh, opportunity. I think that's that's a great story. And look at where you are now, over close to 60,000 followers on your YouTube channel, which we're going to get into a little bit later uh, in this chat, of course. I want to jump to the mini sessions part of it now. Yeah. Uh, again, this is something that you offer. It's something uh, very common for or popular with maternity and newborn photographers and family photographers. Um, did you always offer mini sessions or, or when did you decide to start offering mini sessions? Um, I think I decided pretty like close to the beginning as well. Uh, just like holiday themed mini sessions because um, of course it's popular to get your Christmas photo taken, maybe printed on a Christmas card but most people don't want a full one hour session because um, they only want a few photos for their Christmas cards. So then I thought it could be fun to have like one setup, one decor or maybe two, three, but just decors that you prepare beforehand uh, and then have people come um, so they have their Christmas photo taken. And then maybe it only takes 20 minutes or half an hour. So you can have multiple families coming in one day all having their photo taken at the same set. So that's how I started kind of with uh, mini sessions. Um, also because I love photographing babies, like I mm. specialized in newborn and baby photography. So I do maternity sessions as well. And then up to, uh, up to when babies are about like one year old. So I have the sitter sessions in between when they're around seven, eight months, and then the cake smash session when they turn one. Um, but I also love photographing uh, families and older kids, but I experienced that in a studio, sometimes the kids um, are tired after a half an hour and they just want to go outside and run around and in the studio, there's not that much space or uh, they're not allowed to touch everything. So then uh, sometimes just 20 minutes, half an hour is enough. And then a mini session can be perfect. So yeah, just a themed session or... Um, there's so many fun ideas and outside as well. I've done some mini sessions, so it's great to photograph older kids, especially my kids are getting older. So I also get more requests. Like, do you also photograph older kids? And then I can say, okay, a few times a year, I have a mini session and then older kids are very welcome to come and we can take some sibling photos or family photos. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're kind of on this topic now, but what are some things that maternity and newborn photographers and maybe even family photographers can do to get the most out of their mini sessions? Again, you offer these and they're a valuable asset for you and your business. What are some things that you might recommend for other professional photographers, maternity, newborn and family to make the most of their mini sessions? 
Like to make the most as in like the most revenue or? Well, uh, just to get the most out of them. Uh, it could mean money or it could mean just, you know, a happy client or a happy photographer. Uh, sometimes many sessions get a bad reputation as kind of just being traps for photographers where they're left running around and don't get much money out of it or the client is then unhappy or something like this. Uh, so maybe some ideas just for, for themes or just some ways to structure mini sessions. Uh, things that a photographer can do to make sure that the client is happy after the mini session and that they themselves as a photographer is happy after the mini session as well. Um, yeah, because um, like as far as um, meeting their expectations, I think it's uh, important to communicate in a very clear manner as to what the sets look like, how long uh, a session lasts, how, ma how many images are included, uh, if they have to come five minutes before the session, what happens if they're late, uh, maybe already be dressed by the time they come in because there's not a lot of time to get dressed and maybe apply makeup or do your hair in the studio. I think to communicate in a very clear manner is the best for not having like disappointments. I try to schedule uh, 10 minutes in between at least. Mm. So maybe a session is 20 minutes. So then I have a family every 30 minutes. If a session is half an hour, I have a family every 45 minutes. So this gives me time as well to welcome the new family into the studio and just start not stressed, but relaxed, um, mm. finish the session, say goodbye. And then they don't actually meet the next family most of the time. So that uh, gives them also the impression that you have a lot of time for them, which I do because I want to make every session as great as possible. So um, I also make sure that I don't schedule too many sessions a day because I want to be able to offer the same quality to the first family as to the last family. So if I go for 20 families in one day, I know that by session 15, I'm so exhausted and maybe hungry and cranky and I don't know. And I want to be able to be friendly and be patient uh, to all the families. So sometimes I only schedule eight families or maybe maximum of 10. And then I have maybe an hour in between. So I do five sessions in the morning, five in the, after five in the afternoon. So I actually have time to eat lunch um, so that you take care of yourself as well on a day like that so that you are relaxed and that the people who are coming are happy to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as like how to get the most out of it, I wouldn't necessarily really focus on the revenue you're getting on a day like that, because maybe it's not about earning that much money, um, seeing how much time you invest in maybe uh, buying the props for the set, creating the set, being there the whole day, then sorting the photos, editing, like all the communication beforehand, during and afterwards. Uh, maybe your hourly rate is not as high as with a regular newborn session, but what you can get out of it are just very happy customers. And um, that's the best uh, advertising that you can do is like if people are super happy with their photos, they tell it to their family and friends. Uh, maybe it's a way of getting to know you. And then in the future, they might book you for a maternity or newborn session or they might gift people a session like a, a gift certificate because they've met you they've seen your studio they know how you work they're super happy so they trust you and then they might book with you in the future or yeah just share it with others I also think it's a great way of um, seeing customers again 
So mm -hmm. sometimes I have photographed customers four times, like maternity and then newborn and then sitter and then cake smash. And then maybe even more often when they get like second babies or third babies, and then the babies grow up and it's a great way of uh, seeing them again during a mini session, maybe Christmas session. So yeah, you build like customer relationships and it's a fun day. Like with Christmas sessions, I put some music on, I have some Christmas cookies. Um, so, and then like they can have like a hot beverage. So it's kind of like a great day. Just enjoy the day and make sure that you have some breaks for yourself and communicate everything as clear as possible to your customers so they know what to expect and that uh, they enjoy the experience, hopefully. <laughs> Yeah, you had a lot. You had a lot of good advice there, Fena. And being communicative and clear about the mini sessions, I think, is important. And also, you were talking about just being relaxed as the photographer. I think that's a big key, as well. Again, sometimes it, it might be taken too far with the mini sessions, where the photographer, like you said, they want twenty families or fifteen families, and so they get exhausted, which of course is going to make a client, uh, you know, f feed off of that, or just the reaction then of the photographer with the client at the 15th session is not going to probably be the best. So just having ways for the photographer themselves to relax. I think that's a very uh, a good point to make as well. You you mentioned that sometimes you're uh, limiting the number of families that you have per day. When you offer mini sessions, is it generally just like one day or do you sometimes split them out like two or three days for a type of a mini session? Yeah, I've, I've done both. Like I've done some session, mini sessions just on one day. Um, one like session where I did outside, uh, there was like an orchard and when you have the cherry blossom, it's super beautiful, but you don't really know beforehand which weeks are the prettiest. And then the weather in the Netherlands is like, I mean, you cannot uh, just predict what it's going to be like. <laughs> one day it can be like 25 and sun and then the next day it's 10 degrees and raining and that's Celsius. But um, so you, you don't really know what the weather is going to be like. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I've done it on actually separate weekends as well mm -hmm. and then I had like a backup weekend so actually like three weekends I reserved but I only booked for two weekends so that if on one Saturday it was raining a lot we could move all the families to another weekend um, but to give options as well for the people to book I would have multiple days uh, available but sometimes mm -hmm. just one day depends a little bit on the session like some are really popular um I mean, you can do like Mother's Day, Father's Day, uh, Valentine, Eastern, Christmas. And then here you have some beautiful like areas which are beautiful in uncertain types of the year. Like you have like purple flower fields. So it's great to do sessions there. Uh, and some are really popular, like the outside with the purple fl flowers or the uh, cherry blossom. They're really popular. So people actually email me throughout the year. Like, when are you going to do those sessions again? <laughs> But sometimes Eastern, you don't really get a lot of bookings because it's close to other holidays or people mm. just don't celebrate it that much uh, in certain countries. And yeah, mm. you just go as you, you can see as you go, like what is popular and what is not. Okay. And those, yeah, those are great themes to suggest for other photographers. The other thing about mini sessions that you, you mentioned that I thought was really great is how you can kind of expand your service with mini sessions. I know a lot of times photographers fear of you know promoting too much uh too many genres of photography that they offer for so for example if they're a maternity and newborn they just want to stick with being a maternity and newborn but a mini session is a great way to like you say service those clients who came to you as a maternity and newborn client but then of course like they're growing so you don't lose that service 
mm-hmm. you also have a way to service them without having to worry about, uh, you know, diluting your brand by suddenly specializing in a million different things. So I think yeah. that was another great point that, that you brought up uh, as well. If you don't mind, but the other thing I think photographers are struggling with when it comes to mini sessions, because they are different than the full-time session, is how to go about pricing them and things like that. What advice would you give to a photographer who wants to offer a mini session uh, to kind of complement their full session, but they, they don't really know how to do it in terms of pricing it properly? Um, yeah, I think maybe some some like market research could be great. Um, but I want to say this very carefully because don't yeah. just copy what everybody else is doing in your region, but maybe just look around a little bit, like see what others are charging for mini sessions and then um, make it a different package. So it's less confusing, like the price is lower, but then if you get the same amount of images as with a hour portrait session, it might be confusing. I mean, the people understand that the time for the mini session is shorter and that they don't choose the decor or the location. Uh, but maybe also include less digital images or maybe another product. So it's a completely different experience, a different package that you offer so that people don't start comparing to what you have on your website, maybe as far as other prices. But yeah, like maybe I'm not the best person to ask about prices because um, some people would say I'm way too cheap and um, I should increase my prices. But I kind of have my prices the way... um, yeah, what feels comfortable for me right now like i know what the people in my area are willing to pay i know what i would be willing to pay for a session and never undermine your own talents like you're worth a lot and your art and um i would say don't give away everything for free because you have to kind of like calculate everything in your prices like you have your gear you have your insurances you have your education you have your studio rent your props all the time that you spent not just taking the photo but editing and uh, communicating with the clients updating your website updating your social media it's all work and um, i mean you can volunteer in your own company but at the end of the day you still want to be able to pay your rent and pay your groceries Uh, but yeah i could increase increase my prices um, but at this moment my mini sessions are quite cheap Uh, but it's also just a way of you know people get to know my business and then they come back in the future and book other sessions so um yeah i mean you can always go to my website and check out my prices it's all on there and but also take into account what happens in your country like not every country has the same income levels uh, or people spend the same on luxury products Uh, even in one country in the area where you live can differ a lot like if if you live in the big city or you live in the countryside people are willing to pay other amounts um yeah, so kind of look at what other people are doing, calculate whatever time you invest in uh, doing your sessions, and then mm-hmm. also ask yourself, like, what would I be willing to pay? Um, and then kind of like get into a price. And then I can always ask my mom, like, what would you, like, do you think this is a fair price for this package? And she's usually like, no, that's way too expensive. And I'm like, okay, that's okay then. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, just do whatever feels great. Yeah, but uh, I think that was the perfect answer, though. Uh, it's not the easy answer, but I think it's the best answer, and that is to you know pay attention to your to your own situation, to do the research, and to make sure that you are comfortable as the specific photographer in question. Uh, you are free, audience, to check uh, Fena's platforms. Uh, we recommend it as well. They have there are links 
in the description of this event if you want to check out Fena's platforms, her website, her YouTube channel, social media, and stuff uh, as well. But I think that was the, the best answer, Fena, that you just gave. I'm going to come to the audience now. I see it's been active, uh, and I want to address that. I've seen some nice questions pop up as we've been going through Fena. Hello to everybody, I, I want to say in the comments. Thank you for saying hello. I've seen uh, hello, Mon from USA. How are you doing? Huge fan, Maria. We are happy you like us. Hi from Belgium, Larissa. Hello to you as well. Hello, Kunigunda. Josine, hi. How are you? Okay, I saw a question coming up. Hello uh, to everybody if I happen to miss your name. Keep questions coming. Keep letting us know uh, if you're tuning in. Um, beautiful work I see from Linda. She says uh, she checked out your website. Here is a question from Ellie. Uh, how do you know when the time for the mini session is over? Do you regularly watch the clock or do you have an alarm? Um, well, I do have a very big clock in my studio. Um, I don't wear a watch or set an alarm, so I can like glimpse over to the clock. But usually I don't really uh, look at the clock. It's the same with newborn sessions because I have my workflow. Like they come in, you know, you offer them some coffee or tea, whatever. You undress the baby, put them on the beanbag. Maybe in between there's a feeding, changing the diaper. We go from the beanbag to the flocati to, I don't know. And then by the time I finish, I look at the clock and pretty much always it's like time to finish. Uh, like two yeah. hours has passed. And same with the mini sessions. Um, I don't really look at the clock a lot, but somehow it always works out fine but i would say wear a watch maybe instead of setting an alarm because it's maybe friendlier because mm -hmm. maybe the session is 20 minutes and then maybe there is a baby who is a little bit or like a child who's a little bit shy or a baby who is uh, maybe a crying a little bit or they just spit up and they do have to change their outfit or they come in with a full diaper and you have a changing table. Okay, so you give them a few minutes to change the baby. And then if your alarm goes off after 20 minutes, it can be a little bit harsh. Uh, but if you glance over to your watch and you see 20 minutes has passed, but you still have 10 minutes before the next clients come, you can continue for two or three minutes more without an alarm going off. And then you can slowly end the sessions and then um, friendly ex move them out of the studio uh, before the next clients come so i wouldn't really use an alarm but maybe just like have like a watch on um yeah yeah good or question you can play the same christmas song over and over and then you know by the time the fourth song comes on you have to finish that could work <laughs> don't remind me christmas music season is coming yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like Christmas music, but yeah, when they start it in like October, by the time it gets to Christmas yeah. already. Uh, thank you for the question, Ellie. Uh, and Linda now has a question as well. I see. What would you recommend to other newborn photographers for marketing to find new clients? Linda is getting ahead in the interview. She's asking about marketing, which we'll get to soon. But fair enough. What would you say to Linda? Um... Of course, you can go through all the uh, basic uh, channels. Like I would say have a pretty website, uh, some business cards, some flyers, go on social media, have a beautiful Instagram account, even Facebook. I know there are not met that many young people on Facebook anymore, but I mean, maybe their grandmothers are on Facebook and they will say to their daughter, okay, you're pregnant. You should get yourself this photographer because I've been following her for a while or they gift the session. So don't mm -hmm. forget about Facebook. Um, and yeah, show behind the scenes as well on your 
um, social media accounts because people want to see the face behind the brand and they kind of like, it's like relatable when they see you as a person, maybe, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I, if I see a brand and then I see the person who's creating the products, busy creating the products, I love buying the product even more because I know where it came from and who is creating that product. Um, but then also maybe go and see if there are some stores in your area which sell, I don't know, like baby clothing, baby products. Ask if you can put some uh, flyers or business cards there. Sometimes they have like mommy groups which meet up once a week uh, just to hang out and maybe they can you can have some flyers there or hospitals like um, a midwife as organizations. Um, sometimes you can even like pay for it a little bit because I know in the previous city where I lived they would hand out gift bags in the hospital after you have your baby you get like a gift bag with some magazines and some like coupons and maybe a little gift um, and then I would pay a little bit and have my flyer in that bag as well I stopped doing that because I moved uh, uh, and I have a lot of customers coming now here uh, anyway so I'm not really that active anymore like spreading out my flyers and business cards, but you can. Um, so yeah, maybe that's a great way. Just like going to places mm -hmm. where babies are uh, with their uh, parents, uh, maybe daycare centers or libraries where they, you know, read to toddlers once a week. Uh, if you can have some flyers there. Um, so yeah. I think that's, that's an important point to mention too, in this day and age of social media and everything seeming to go through the internet and everything in-person kind of the old-fashioned community networking uh it still goes a long way uh of course unfortunately in this time there might be some restrictions in yeah, doing so, but, <laughs> but in general when when everything clears up and it will one one day clear up don't neglect the uh traditional you know local community networking in person like fena says flyers in nurseries or hospital wings or things like this on top of 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 social media i want to ask you Fennet, if we're on social media sorry to the audience keep your questions coming we're going to pause pause those questions for a second since we're on this topic uh you mentioned you mentioned facebook kind of not a lot of people on there so kind of you suggest like instagram is kind of the the place to be or do you see that there's a specific social media platform that is kind of one that specifically maternity and newborn photographers should focus on or is it better for them to address all platforms equally um well i could say that but i'm not a really good example because i do forget about facebook a lot so i don't post on there a lot uh, of mm. course you can you can put whenever you post on instagram that it automatically posts on facebook as well i yeah. didn't do that yet because then you have all the hashtags and it kind of look, looks messy so i'd rather just have a separate post on facebook with just several images in like horizontal and vertical uh, placement instead of on Instagram, you only in one post have all horizontal or all vertical or it'll cut it square. Um, so sometimes it looks a little bit messy if you post it on both platforms at the same time, but you can. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I would say Instagram is, is quite booming still. Um, I actually have two separate accounts and that was interesting because I have my normal business account um just a few thousand followers and then i created a personal account just uh with some family and friends i i literally had like i don't know 200 followers or something um and then i started posting a little bit more behind the scenes on my personal account because i didn't want to 
um, like mess up my like normal account with uh, like other types of images. So my personal account just became like a big mess of just some personal stuff, some random things like my own kits and then some behind the scenes. But it was a public account. And then suddenly I started gaining more followers there also because I started on YouTube, which was um, I didn't really intentionally started this channel and I never expected that it would grow out as big as it is now, which is great because I really love making videos. But uh, and then my personal account started growing a lot faster. So it actually it's like 25,000 now, which to some still is small, but I enjoy uh, my accounts, just the interaction I have with the followers. And it doesn't have to be huge to still um, uh, be a great uh, way of promoting your business as well. So I have my my personal account and then I kind of have my private account, but then my private account is more linked to my YouTube channel, which I have quite separate from my business webpage. Uh, so it's a bit confusing all, but I think it's all great. Just be present, be visible on social media, uh, but also showing the face behind the camera because apparently that's what people like the most because I can see how that account grew a lot faster because I show how I create my setups and how I clean up my setups and just how um, sometimes a before and after of an edit or just a behind the scenes video or some teasers, short clips of videos that I actually post on my YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, but it's, it's a lot of work to update all those uh, accounts. <laughs> like they, I forget a lot. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I haven't posted anything on my business account for like five days. I should post something on there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I still have Facebook. I didn't post there for a month. Um, so, and then my personal account, it's easier because if I walk to school and I see a beautiful sunrise, I can just make a story because it's my personal account. I don't have to think a lot about it, but it's not that personal anymore now because it's also partly my business. But yeah. Those are great points. And, you know, of course, social media is a great place to promote any kind of mini session or other kind of session you have coming up like that as well. And Fena, we are dancing around. You are basically answering these next few questions I want to ask anyway. <laughs> and that is in regards to YouTube. Um, because Fena, don't don't downplay your numbers. You got some great numbers on your social mm -hmm. media, particularly on YouTube. You have almost 60,000 subscribers. That's not something to sniff. That's, that's a big deal, Fena. That's great. And particularly YouTube, again, when we say social media, especially photographers, we think of Facebook, we think of Instagram, maybe Pinterest now, but YouTube tends to be something that is a little bit forgotten uh, with photographers. But again, you have close to 60,000 subscribers. So I wanted to ask you, again, forgive me if you have to repeat yourself, but what did you do? What are some steps you took to get that platform to that level? And what are some things you can suggest other photographers to do to uh, build a strong YouTube channel? Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know if my YouTube channel is something that a lot of photographers would want, because mm -hmm. it's not as much promoting my business to future clients. It's more a channel that is like, inspiring, encouraging and motivating towards other photographers. Mm -hmm. So it's not that like, if I would stop my YouTube channel, uh, today, if I would just delete my whole account, I would still have customers coming to the studio to book their sessions because it's kind of like a separate flow of customers. Mm -hmm. Like they come through my regular website uh, and they don't even know that I have a YouTube channel. So my channel is more to 
just have fun. Like, uh, I really just, I like projects. Like I like creating backdrops, uh, making props out of wood, uh, making newborn outfits. Um, and I show how I make mistakes as well. It's quite relatable because I, I want to do it with a little bit of humor, just showing I'm just a normal mom, you know, like a day in the life is pretty chaotic. What I eat in a day is just like, I, I want to keep it relatable so that people watch it and enjoy watching it and maybe be inspired and motivated to create their own props, outfits, like low budget uh, DIY projects. So it's not as my, my YouTube channel. I didn't start it to get more customers to my studio. I <laughs> the story of how I started. It's actually quite funny because I have a cousin. Um, uh, she's a little bit older than I am, and she started a beauty channel on YouTube. Uh, just mm. like I don't know, maybe she had like 20, 30 subscribers, and she was just making videos about makeup, and it was just so much fun to watch it because uh, like the humor here in the Netherlands is pretty sarcastic. So okay. she was just having fun with her products and it didn't have to be perfect. Um, yeah, but you could relate to her because I, I cannot put eyeliner on to save my life. I, could, I can't do it and she can't do it. So she was making these videos and it was just fun to watch. So then I thought, oh, I like making videos and I like keeping myself busy uh, doing new things. Um, just being creative because you're a mom, I'm a mom. So I sit at home a lot as well. I have my business, but sometimes it becomes a little bit repetitive. So I thought I could start a YouTube channel, just make fun videos about life in the Netherlands as a mom. So actually my channel first was called like mom life or something. It wasn't about photography at all. I would just go to like indoor playgrounds or like uh, just outdoor uh <laughs> areas for kids to play, or I would go shopping with the kids or uh, do some arts uh, craft projects with the kids. And I would film that and place it on YouTube. Um, and it was in English because I thought it would be fun, but I didn't want my kids to be in every video a lot and like show their faces a lot. And I didn't want it to be a lot about them. So I would show the craft and arts projects, but not show them as much, maybe their hands, you know, doing it or, just a little bit in there, but if they decided that they didn't want to be in my video, I could still make my video. Then I thought, okay, um, actually, I don't want to show them that much, but it gets um, challenging because if you do a mom life channel, but you don't want to show your kids a lot, I mean, at some point it's not going to be that interesting anymore. So what else could I make a, a video about? And then I thought, okay, if I go to a birthday party and I tell people I'm a newborn photographer, they're usually very interested, like, how does that work? They see the final images, but how do you get a baby in that position, sleeping, mm -hmm. um, like the light is hitting their face really nicely, you have beautiful depth, warm shadows, like, how do you do that? So then I thought, okay, I could make some videos on my work, just how I work in the studio. And it can be for both. It can be for other photographers who want to see how I work and maybe learn something or, um, I mean, we don't really have like direct colleagues where you can just have like a business meeting and uh, inspire and motivate each other. We're, I'm pretty much working by myself. So I thought it would be fun to be in contact with other photographers uh, around the world, maybe. Uh, and maybe I can book more clients because people Google a photographer, they see my videos, they see how I work and they like that. So they want to come to my studio to book a session for their child. So it was kind of like going both ways. 
And then in the end, like I made more videos on just like props that I make myself or like uh, shopping trips, like how I buy my props, what I look for, but also some wrapping techniques where I place my light. Um, I want to maybe start doing some editing videos. I'm working on that. But it's more than to other photographers, like how they can improve their maybe photography or create their own props or just see how I work. Uh, mm -hmm. And sometimes I still have parents coming to the studio and they say, okay, we were looking on the internet, like how I could take photos of my own baby because I wasn't quite sure if I wanted to book a newborn shoot. So I was pregnant, which is Googling how I can create beautiful images of my own baby. And then I came across your channel and then I thought, okay, just forget about it. I'm going to go to her. I'm not even going to try it myself. Um, and then they book a session with me. So they found me on YouTube. That happens. Uh, so I mean, other photographers, if they want to start a YouTube channel, they could uh, maybe show some behind the scenes, uh, introduce themselves, maybe give some tips and tricks to parents who want to um, prepare for a session, what you should like uh, outfit ideas for a photo session, uh, posing ideas um, so they can, you know, find you on the internet and then say, okay, that's a nice photographer. We want to go there for our session. Yeah. And I, and I appreciate the honest answer, Fena. And, and too, on top of this, um, it's, it's nothing wrong with building uh, a network within your industry and, you know, helping out other photographers. So I'm kind of speaking to our audience now. Uh, they might, if you hear a YouTube channel, it doesn't really directly give me clients. That, that doesn't mean if you like to make YouTube videos, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Uh, there's certainly things to gain from helping out your, your community and networking with other professional photographers. And then Fena says you still can uh, get clients as well. And I saw a question in the audience, uh, somebody asking, how do you get so many reviews on Google? One thing to remember is YouTube is owned by Google. So you know, those platforms feed off each other. Like you say, you type something in, into YouTube that might not be so much related to your channel, but then your channel pops up and things like this. So again, if you want to do it, uh, a YouTube channel, go ahead. Even if it doesn't necessarily directly lead to, you know, all these clients, you can still get clients coming your way and it's still going to help your business uh, if that's something that you that you like to do. Uh, speaking of this, I'm going to come back to the audience questions here. Uh, let me see if I can find my place again. Um, I love your channel, Fennel. What is your best source? Okay, this is a good segue. Uh, Mario wants to know, uh, he says he loves your channel, but what is your best source of new clients? Google. Like, for sure, Google. Yeah. Like, I, I collected some reviews on Google. Um, so if people type in, like, a newborn photographer, especially in the area where I live, uh, I pop up uh, a lot. So I, I actually, I have like my, in my booking form, I do ask the, the clients, like, where did you find me? And mm -hmm. like eight out of 10 times, it's like Google or mm -hmm. through, of course, through other people, um, Instagram, but uh, a lot of Google. So Google is your friend. And that, that um, speaks to the importance of SEO. A search engine optimization. I'm sure yeah. that's everybody's cringeworthy, <laughs> but that's it. You know, that's exactly how that's going to benefit you is with Google, your name's going to show up earlier and higher in those Google searches and things like that. So uh, some other things you can do is, you know, having a blog uh, and other content that you can put on your website to, you know, elevate your uh, visibility for certain uh, words and things like this to help your search engine optimization and, and Google will find you easier. So 
Great question, Mario. Uh, let's see the next one from Melissa. How do you include photo products in a mini session? Uh, she wants to know if you offer two packages, one with and one without, or how you go about doing that. Um, yeah. At this moment, I don't really offer uh, products yet to my customers. Um, so yeah, I, I like these mini albums. I have one here. Uh, I like this size because uh, parents can put it in the diaper bag of the baby or like the purse of the mom. Uh, but anyway, they can um, show it to people who come uh, visit the baby or whatever. Uh, so I, I quite like this size and like uh, just like not that many spreads, but it's beautiful because it's lay flat and it's um, you can wipe it even clean. I don't know if I can say that because of like if it's official, like a statement that you can wipe it clean. But yeah, I, I know my kids, they love going through photo albums, especially like their own albums, because it helps them to remember and they just love seeing their, you know, the birthday parties from last year and holidays that we went on. So I like it when you have like a little album that you can offer to your clients that the kids when they grow up can just uh, read through or like go through and watch and see, oh, that was me when I was a baby. And they know that they're loved from when they were very young because um, they have photos of themselves in their parents' hands and with their siblings. And But I must admit, I'm not really offering products yet because I have just uh, <laughs> been very busy the last year. Like it's been on my list. If you follow me on YouTube, I have videos on there where I'm saying like, yeah, I'm going to get into offering products to my clients because I want to give them like a finished product, like a tangible something that uh, they can place in their house and it is just like beautiful instead of them having the photos on their computer for the coming 10 years and then their hard disk crashes and they email me like half crying that they lost all their photos and they never printed any and they have actually never looked at the photos again and like these photos they deserve a beautiful place in their house so I like it when you have a session and then and they go home and then a few weeks later they have a beautiful product in their home uh, and even like when people come to visit their home they see the photos and you know the quality of the product like i mean if you give them the digital files they can print it wherever they want sometimes they have like automatic color correction and it becomes really orange or yellow or red your picture is hanging there looking really ugly and then people are like oh you went to that photographer nice photo and it's completely orange, but that wasn't the way it should have been if it was printed in a professional like lab. So I, all the time I'm saying I should get into offering products because I, I love the concept of offering a product, but uh, I just haven't gotten really into it yet. So I'm not offering uh, products actively at the moment, but I do have, for example, this album in the studio, parents can hold it, watch it. And then if they want it, I can order it for them. Um, so yeah, I'm not the best example, um, talking about products for clients, but you know, you know, the whys, and that was great yeah. the way you were, you were speaking about why you want to do it. And, you know, Hey, especially this year, we all understand that it just hasn't come up yet. And again, you know, the whys, and those are great whys. And those are perfect reasons to, to want to offer print. And I just want to add kind of to foresee for you and to people listening, especially when we're talking about mini sessions, products are a great way to help you, as I kind of asked earlier, get the most out of mini sessions. I know a lot of photographers out there 
who will kind of, what I kind of say, backload their mini sessions where they'll make it really easy for a client to book the session. But then where the money comes in is when they're trying to, you know, sell the product and product that the clients will like too. So it's not like a gimmick. It's just one of those things that if, if you do it that way, then you can make some money selling the product from the mini session. So that's something that photographers, you can look forward to if you're offering products. And when we get to packages, um, that can turn out to be something like when I was asking about pricing, where it kind of comes down to specifically what you want or what your clientele uh, likes to do as well. But while we're on the products, again, this is something that you want to do, but you're showing a product of ours. Oh, and by the way, yes, our products are certainly durable enough to be cleaned properly. Please uh, follow the guidelines we have listed on our website and in our product care instructions. But our products certainly are durable enough to be cleaned properly. So don't worry about that. But the point I'm trying to make is you, sh- you have one of our products there. You have a video on uh, your YouTube channel where you're talking about products, showing one of our products. So you're going to be coming to us. You've already come to us in many ways. Yeah. What was it about us, though, at Enphoto um, that made you want to try us out for your product vendor? Well, I, I love the variety as well. Like I went to the professional imaging fair like when it was still um, there, like a few years, like a year and a half ago. So I, I flocked it even, it's on my YouTube channel. Uh, and I went to your stand and you saw all these like beautiful like albums and like USB sticks and like just, um, it's a whole experience. It's like a luxury product and you open it and it's just, wow, like it's velvet, it's wood, it's laser engraved uh, and the possibilities are endless. Uh, so it's pretty, like they're pretty things. I like pretty things and uh, it's something different than like a lot of websites offer decent albums to people and they can print it themselves so I think if you as a photographer offer products that is in a higher price segment as well it should um, be different and uh, like not just something that they can get on any website but um yeah, like a luxury product and just something beautiful to display in their home. I also like the product where you have, I don't know what it's called, but you have like your photo, um, it's a little bit thicker. So you have it on display, but you have several ones. So you can change the one that's in the front. And then the, the one that you just had in the front, I don't know, you place it in the back and then you rotate uh, which photo is on your um, desk or which is on your, uh, I don't know, English is not my first language. (laughs) When you have it on display, yeah. Yeah, just your your dresser, your fireplace, your mantle. Yeah, and again, you have the why. You have the why down, and that that's what's the important part. And uh, I think that's a really key point that you brought up too. Is that these are things when you come through a lab, say like on photo, that uh, that your clients are not going to be able to get anywhere else we only service professional photographers yeah. so if your client even if they wanted to order from us we wouldn't let them we vet everybody that tries to sign up with us to make sure that they are a professional photographer to look out for the interest of professional photographers it's also yeah. why our pricing is invisible uh to the public until you sign in uh you know in something like this this is one of our albums this is a six by six it's going to be included in the uh promo 45 percent off we also do six by eight or eight by six so but as you say, you know, 800 GSM spreads is very thick. It's very sturdy. It's an heirloom product. It's going to last them a long time. And yeah. the other point that you made about printing, uh, you have your own reputation to to look out for as a photographer. And like you said, if you just give out a digital, that leaves the printing up to the client. And you have no idea how that's going to turn out. But they're still going to remember your name, even if they mm-hmm. go to some discount printer. <laughs> and it turns out poorly. They're going to say, oh, Fena, 
yeah. yeah, even though it was totally not your fault. So to stay in control through the whole process is also a really big advantage as a photographer to offering print products. Because then again, you're in control of the whole process. Yeah. Um, so great. Uh, let me see if I have any other questions in the audience. I also have some questions in Dutch, but you won't be able to read them. Well, if you could translate them and answer them in English, that's perfectly fine. Uh, what I use to to uh, film my YouTube videos, uh, but it's actually okay. in the description of the YouTube video. It says which camera it is. So I just wanted to say that because it's not like a huge camera. It's a tiny one that you put in your pocket. Um, so that's because, uh, uh, yeah. And then there was one um, curious about the workflow, uh, how it upsell as far as like packages and how I became successful in selling photo products. But I kind of already answered that one. Uh, but I don't do it. What we're gonna, what we'll do is we'll schedule again in a year, and then you can tell us. Yeah. <laughs> all the questions about the products. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but because I know like time is limited, especially like I work after I bring the kids to school, and then I do two sessions, and then I pick them up from school, and then I don't know, we have swimming classes and cooking dinner, and then you know bring them to bed, and then I open my computer, and then um, I edit and enter emails, and then. I do have some friends and family members that want some attention once in a while. So uh, to me, what kind of like um, uh, stopped me from offering products yet is just that it takes a lot of time when people come back to the studio for like an ordering session. So mm -hmm. I could do less sessions if people come mm -hmm. back to order products. So of course I could have products already available in the studio so that during the session, while I'm photographing their newborn, they can already have a look at the products that they like and then I could uh, communicate afterwards, like, <clears throat> what do you want to order? And even design the album, like how many spreads or whatever. Or I just have like one option and I already ordered the album for them or like make a design and then they only have to say yes or no or make mm -hmm. one or two adjustments. And then maybe even the album can send, be sent straight to the customer without having the invoice there. And, and we're like, I know that those options are there, so it doesn't really cost me a lot of extra time because if customers like sometimes I have customers who drive two three hours to come to my studio so they don't want to come back the next week to order like to look at products and then order their products because it takes them a lot of time it costs me time so then mm -hmm. I just have to think of ways of how to sell these products without um, um, making that I have less time for other sessions case asked yeah. me to show me my dog <laughs> I can ask Jamie to come to the studio. <laughs> if I could, if I could, though, just jump in for a second, Fena. Uh, yeah. And then we'll go back to the audience questions. Uh, these are valid points that you're making. Uh, and this also speaks to the importance of sample products that you had mentioned. Like, so you have something around when your client comes in. And this particular promo we have for many sessions is only for client orders. But check in with us because we also frequently have promos on samples as well. Um, but a thing you can do to help to push products and get people to experience them, though they might have to commute to you, is you can do digital uh, previews of your print products. You can take advantage of things like our mock-ups where you insert your own images into kind of the uh, image of the product itself. So, for example, if you have an album but it has a photo cover, you can put your own photo in the cover of the album and you can send it over and it's, you know, photographed in a nice uh, way so that it looks really special so they can kind of get a feel for it and you can pair that even with uh, 
spreads, you know, through our online design, or you can you can uh, send the project with them, so they can kind of get a feel for everything, with before they even in, in drive to. Of course, it's not a tangible thing, but at least they're getting exposed to the idea of products and things like this. So you can take mm -hmm. advantage of things like our mock-ups. And you also mentioned shipping with without like a label or something, and that is something that we offer as well. Yeah. Uh, through our, 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 our service uh, too. The question I wanted to ask you before we, before we go back to the questions in the audience for a second and then wrap it up, you are not into the products yet, but what are some that you kind of have your eye on? Are there some products where you know like, okay, maternity and newborn, ah, an album is going to be nice. What are some other products that you are excited to start to offer? Cause you know that they will be popular for maternity and newborn photographers. Hmm. Ooh, tough one. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm kind of like still like an old school person. Okay. I like uh, uh, canvases or like a wooden blocks. I know that the the okay. options are endless. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe like a system where you can like change a little bit or add onto it. Maybe some wall art where, where it kind of like grows with you. I don't know. I don't even know if you have that. But I know for myself, like I can fill up the whole house with photos mm -hmm. of my kids from the last eight years. But then mm -hmm. the coming eight years, I'm going to create just as many beautiful images. And at some point my house is full. So mm -hmm. like, and then like, I don't want to get rid of the older ones. So it's right. nice if, if it grows with you or mm -hmm. like, yeah, I love albums a lot because mm -hmm. I think it's just great. Like kids love books and, and they love it when you read a book to them, even if it doesn't have any words, just go through the books and tell stories and just um, like holding on to those memories and loved ones as well. Like if you have photos with their grandparents, but unfortunately they, they're not alive anymore. Going through mm -hmm. those albums will help the kids to remember those people as well. Yeah. So I always loved books. And I, like when I was at the fair, I saw a huge like prints as well. And they're all like beautiful, like the quality. And I love uh, just wood, like anything like natural products and engraved and um, like rich, warm materials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put out, Fen, I'm going to put out a last call for questions from the audience. We'll get to what's already there. But uh, if you're thinking of one or think you have one, last call for questions. I'm going to say just one thing quickly. We'll finish up the questions and then we're going to, we're going to kind of start to wrap it up. So last call, if you have a question, please put it in the comments now so we don't, we don't miss it. Um, and I, I want to say to you, Fena, and to people listening, you described the perfect kind of package to offer. Again, this is extremely popular with maternity and newborn. And that is, what am I going to do? Because I want to have pictures of my kids as they're growing, as they're growing. You can turn that into a package for your clientele. And you can have a package as a kind of a grow with me package. So every, you know, however you want to do it, three months or six months or a year, they can lock themselves in to get some kind of a wall decor piece, you know, canvases or something we also offer or, you know, some kind of album or, you know, some kind of prints to put into a box so they could come away after five years or something with a nice collection of their child having gone through. Uh, that's a very popular package that a lot of maternity and newborn photographers offer for their clientele involving some form of, of print product. Um, I want to come back to the questions, as I said, before we uh, kind of finish up here. Yes, Keys said to finish your dog. It's kind of where we ended up. Uh, recommend any newborn workshops. Maria wants to know if you recommend any newborn workshops. It really depends on where you live. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, I mean, you can watch a lot of videos online. Um, uh, Kelly Brown has some great videos. Anna Brent has a lot of videos, uh, which are great. And I have some videos as well. But to actually um, 
hold a baby, wrap a real baby, support them with posing pillows, uh, see how um, they move. I think that's the best way to learn is during like a real actual newborn workshop. And in many countries, you have experienced professional uh, photographers who offer these types of workshops. And I, I love those one-on-one -on -one workshops where you actually post the baby after you have followed classes and everything. And then they give you feedback as you post the baby because that's the best way to feel what you're doing and learn it. And then take the photo, see your camera settings. And it's really one-on-one. -on -one, so you, yeah, I think you grow the most. And I mean, it's an investment because you not only pay for the time uh, of the actual workshop, but also all the experience that the photographer has already gained in the previous years. And they give you all that knowledge and it's very valuable. And then you can start and grow your own business. So it's an investment in yourself, investment in your business. And it can be a little bit pricey, but I think, yeah, you want to offer a safe session to your clients and you're holding their most precious, beautiful, um, it's not even like a, if a baby is a possession, that's a whole different story. But I mean, you're holding that beautiful little human being and they just, I mean, they have hormones going through their body. They just went through like a pregnancy for nine months, then labor, and maybe they're struggling with breastfeeding or uh, the baby is just uh, crying a lot or whatever. They come to their studio, they're exhausted. They want to have beautiful photos and they want to be able to hand you their baby and just trust you completely with their baby they see that you you know what you're doing. The baby is is happy, is is relaxed, is comfortable, is safe, and that's what you learn during a, a newborn workshop as well. Also, to be confident, so that when the people come in, they feel that you are confident in what you're doing, and they uh, feel confident to hand their baby to you for you to take photos. So yeah, go and look in, in your country and see what they have to offer. And if you are Dutch, uh, send me an email, and I will give you a list of two three newborn photographers here in the area, in the country, which offer great workshops at the moment. Okay. Uh, thank you for that question. Uh, Linda, hello. Uh, Sharon says, hello. She says, how do you find us from Belgium? <laughs> uh, Linda says, speaking of product, oh, I don't know. Uh, I just wanted to say that when clients come in for, okay, this is not a question, but I'm going to finish reading it. Uh, Linda says, speaking of products, I just wanted to say that when clients come in for their in-person sales, they're so wowed by and follow products I offer. They realize they've never seen such beautiful printing before. They hold them and they're so much heavier than they were expecting. I've gone from making $500 from newborn work to $1,500 average per newborn session. So I would recommend selling products. Thank you, Linda. That's a great comment to um, be heard by our audience. Uh, here's a question from uh, Michael Chikinsky. What is your photography goal for the next few years, Fena? Um, hmm. uh, I don't really have like very specific goals. I'm kind of like an in the moment person as well. So like one day I can decide, oh, it would be cool to paint my own backdrops, like dark, moody and do some fine art prints with some like antique looking clothes. I run to the thrift store, I get some outfits, I do a model call and the next day I'm like doing these type of photos. So um, yeah, I can be pretty spontaneous with that. So I sometimes I have some ideas, like mm -hmm. it would be fun to, I don't know, like it can be anything. Like <laughs> I, I live in a completely different area right now and it's like different nature. So you yeah. have more options. 
but I don't really have like big goals. Like yeah. I still want to continue perfecting my newborn images um, and, and uh, baby uh, up to one year and maternity. Mm. And the rest is just all uh, yeah, being creative, uh, challenging myself as well, uh, developing creative arts and just mm. going with the flow. And selling end photo print products. Uh, <laughs> I have a question for you. Speaking of in the moment, because you're an in the moment person, I hate to bring up this dreaded topic that everybody is sick of now, mm -hmm. but how are you doing in this environment with COVID-19? Is, is business okay for you? And, and or what are some things that uh, you are still doing or other photographers can still do to keep at it during this time, even though it might be difficult? Um, speaking for myself, I still have customers coming to mm. the studio. Like I'm fully booked, uh, the coming weeks and, uh, that's, that's great. And I feel very, uh, blessed and, and privileged to have that, that customers are still willing to come. Of course, I have disinfecting gel. I wear a face mask, gloves, I have shoe covers. Um, I, I email them beforehand, you know, saying that they can only come with two adults and the kids. Uh, it's three at the moment, which are allowed maximum amount of people that you can have coming to your home. Uh, so I go for two adults and then the kids, or it's usually just one child. Uh, I ask them beforehand if they have any symptoms. And if they do, please communicate it uh, honestly. And we can like reschedule the session. No, no costs. So they come here. They're healthy. We keep our distance as much as possible. And I do wear all the masks and gloves and everything. Mm -hmm. um i still so i still have customers coming i actually realized that uh maybe more people are booking a cake smash session for the first birthday because they're not uh allowed to celebrate uh big anymore like they cannot mm -hmm. throw a big party with a lot of people and pe some people planned it because first birthday it's a big deal they want to have like a, they want to rent a place have all the family members cake whatever but now uh, you can only have a maximum of three people coming to your house a day. So they cannot even host the birthday parties in blocks. It's just they, they just changed that last Tuesday. So instead of throwing a big party, they can come here, just the parents and the baby. We do a cake smash session. You have beautiful images and then they can share the images with family and friends. They can place it in the album or like order a beautiful album for the baby to, to look at later when they're older. So they still had a birthday memory, even though they couldn't throw a big party, but they had the session. So um, yeah, if customers are worried booking a session, maybe uh, tell them all the uh, measurements that you, like the the, the pre-apportioned pre measurements that you have in the studio, like how you, how you take care of, like how you want to protect their health as well and that they're still allowed to come. Uh, if that's allowed in your country, of course, if your country is forbidding any sessions, um, maybe offer, uh, online tips to like make sure that maybe send out a newsletter to your customers so you still keep in touch like giving tips and tricks on how the parents can photograph their own children and then of course they, they won't be like your images but you still are bonding with your clients and then by the time that hopefully everything is back to the real normal that uh, they will still come to your your studio for a session when the baby's a little bit older um, maybe sell uh, still uh, coupons like gift certificates if you have a hard time paying your studio rent that maybe if they uh, pay for a session now they get a free complimentary i don't know something when they come or a little discount um yeah there are still some things that maybe you can do maybe you can uh, uh 
just get into other areas of photography. Maybe when you're a wedding photographer, it's really bad right now because weddings are canceled, but maybe you can start getting into like a product photography or um, um, just other types of, of photography. I don't know if I'm the best to, <laughs> to say this, but because at this time I still have sessions or make props, um, clean mm. your studio, wash everything. Um, create your own backdrops and post photos of maybe a stuffed toy in front of the backdrop, but still post something on your social media accounts so that they don't forget about you, even though you don't have sessions, but that your studio still looks beautiful, ready to go. As soon as you have the green light, you can go. Yeah. Those are great suggestions. Funny. You gave off so much information, so many ideas for people to do, and they were, they were all wonderful ideas so many people in the comments are thanking you fena and i want to thank you as well for your time and your wonderful knowledge it was such a pleasure chatting with you today uh thank you for tuning in everybody but that's going to wrap it up for today don't forget about our current promotion with nphoto 45 percent off select products perfect for mini sessions that's something you can use over and over again for client orders so you can really make the most out of every product you sell and get you through this troubling time that you might be in. Thank you again, Fena. Before we sign off, just let our audience know where they can find out more about you, maybe your website and your YouTube channel. Uh, yeah, the YouTube channel is Fena and Photography. So yeah, uh, I just posted a video on how you create your own new word outfits. So yeah, this one. Or like uh, arm knitting a blanket for your newborn photo session. So that's my promo talk for my uh, YouTube channel. On Instagram, you can find me as well uh, with Fena and Photography. So that's the behind the scenes account. And then I have my Wonder Photography uh, account, which is more aimed at uh, my uh, clients. But you're welcome to join there as well. And then I have my website, uh, which you will probably not be able to find if I just say it, but it's somewhere linked in the description. It's, it's uh, wonder-photography.nl. So wonders slash dash, I don't know, little line in the middle. <laughs> so yeah, yes, that, that is included in the description of the event. It's hot linked. So for your convenience audience, if you scroll up to the top of the description, you will find these links to Fena's platform. Thank you very much again, everybody. And thank you, especially Fena, for joining us today. That's going to do it. My name is Eugene Nagyvetsky with Info. You all stay safe out there. Take care. Bye-bye.